Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. Maybe Chunk already got to the police. Maybe Chunk is dead. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Hey, you guys. It's time for another geek journey back to a time when all we had to worry about in life was what sweets to buy after school or watch f- or which film to rent from Blockbuster. It's Two Geeks, Two Beers. I'm Tom and with me is Morgan. Hello. Uh, how's it going? Any updates from you in the last few weeks? Uh, not a huge amount going on. No, no, not really. But we had an exciting experience. Yeah, on the way here. Yeah. So uh, we think we did. We we're pretty sure we did. Yeah. Um. And uh, your your definition of the word exciting. <laughs> you know, your in mi- our world, it's exciting. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. But we 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 were we were sat in the pub, um, warming up. Yeah. For the for this episode, I had two. Well, Guinness. Couple of pints of Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Um. I had a couple of pints of lager, and we were <clears throat> the World Cup. Has just started, as we record this. Yeah. Um, hopefully it all... We'll get this episode out soon enough that the World Cup will still be going on. <laughs> but, hopefully but, England is still in it. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but we were recalling classic England football yeah. anthems. And we realised it was 20 years since Anton Deck's masterpiece, which is We're on the Ball. And we were trying to recall the lyrics yeah. to We're on the Ball. Yeah. So I was saying, it's Neville to Campbell... Campbell to Rio, Rio to Scolzi, Scolzi Gerard. I always felt bad at David Seaman didn't get a mention, but anyway. No. Yeah. And so, but at that point, I dried up. I couldn't remember any more no. of the lyrics. And then a voice said, <laughs> "Where are we up to? How far did you get? How far did you get?" <laughs> yeah. And and we turned, and there was a gentleman sat yeah. to our side yeah. with a pint of lager and a packet of nuts. Yeah. And so I, I recited that to him. I said, well, I'd I, I done Neville to Camel, obviously, and Camel yeah, to Rio, and yeah. Rio to Scolzi, and sure enough, Scolzi Gerard. Yeah. And then he completed the rest of the yeah. song for us. And we're pretty sure... I'm 99.9% sure. ...that this man who, who, who jumped in and, and saved our conversation was the actor Ricky Grover. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, if you don't know who Ricky Grover is, you just won't know who Ricky no. Grover is. If you do know who Ricky Grover is... You'll be like, oh, amazing, Ricky Grover. Ricky Grover, he was um, in EastEnders for a little bit. I'm pretty sure he romanced uh, Heather. Yeah. Um, he was, I mean, more notable for Two Geeks, Two Beers fans. Yeah, in Red uh, Dwarf. He was in Red Dwarf yeah. as Baxter yeah. in, in Series 8, yeah. which I, 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 we may have discussed this in our Red Dwarf episode. I have a soft spot yeah. series A. It's it's generally held up or he, or maybe not held up um as being one of the worst series of Red Dwarf. <laughs> um but I I watched it at a very particular time in my life yeah. when there was that big gap where Red Dwarf had come back. I was very excited. So I'm I, I, you know, I I have a soft spot for Baxter, for Kill Crazy, for Crity TV. Yeah. Um yeah, very exciting to see Ricky Grover. If you don't know who Ricky Grover is, look him up on IMDb. Yeah. And if if you are Ricky Grover, yeah. <laughs> or if you know Ricky Grover, yeah. please ask him, was that you? Yeah. Because we, we were too embarrassed and shy to come up to you and just ask. Well, we weren't sure if it was Ricky, no. Ricky Grover. Yeah. Um, it so, might have just been a really like tall, big man and, and, and with we the saw, same voice. And, <laughs> it might have been someone who looked exactly like him, <laughs> yeah. sounded exactly like him. Yeah. And we were like, well, if it's not Ricky Grover, it's a really weird question to ask, are you Ricky Grover? Yeah. So, so he didn't ask, <laughs> and he 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 finished his pint. He finished his nuts. He left the pub, and Tom just looked at me and went, "We'll never know." 
We'll never know. We'll never know if that man was Ricky Grover. Uh, um. Anyway, that was our most exciting story of the last couple of weeks. That's enough Grover chat. Yeah. Um, so for this episode, mm. I've chosen an iconic, I'd say, 80s adventure film that I reckon most people would agree as to the test of time. It is 1985's The Goonies. Mm. So you revealed to me just before we came out here, you've only seen it once. Yeah. Only- and it's like the ultimate... 80s fodder for you. I'm amazed you've never seen it more than once. Only, only the, only the once. I mean, I can't believe you're coming at me with this. When I mean, yeah, I mean, m- m- most things we cover on this podcast, I've never even seen. You've not seen it all. But still, I just thought, you yeah. know, no, it was one of it was one of those films, a bit like ET, where I saw it too. I think too late in life. Okay. I saw it probably for the first time about wow six seven years ago. So you didn't see it at the time. No, well, so, not at the time. Well, not at the time. Yeah. Um, about minus two at the time. <laughs> But um, no, so I saw it when I was about in my late twenties. So I, wow. I, I, yeah, I it's never going to be the same. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. I did, but it didn't have. No, it never will. I don't. Yeah, it didn't bite into my history. No. It didn't have the same impact on me that I feel like it would have yeah. if I'd seen it when I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, well, it's the same with me and Gremlins and yeah, all sorts. So yeah, fair enough. But still, what a missed <laughs> opportunity that was. <laughs> So I watched this film a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, and it was on TV mm. literally a couple of weeks ago. And it was one of those moments where I was at home in in, in Dorset. I was with my mum and um, we just need we're just trying to find something to watch. Mm. And it was on like Channel 5 or something. And it was one of those classic things where obviously it's adverts and on, we don't, it wasn't on the HD version. And I was just there going, You must have been oh, furious. I can't, I can't yeah. be dealing with this. Yeah. So I went, and found that it was on Prime. Right. So I, after... <laughs> your, mom, I, your, your mum's enjoying it. Yeah. You're like, no, do you know what, mum? I, I, yeah. I can't put up with this. It was half an hour Turn off Channel 5. we'd watched already. Yeah. And then I um, then went on Prime and f- went to the bit that we'd got to and then watched the rest of it. If we're going to watch The Goonies, let's do it properly, Let's do mom. it in HD. Yeah. With subtitles and all sorts. Um, but it also got me thinking, is that weird thing where, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, where, you know... If there was a film on telly like, say, The Goonies, mm. and I'm um, switching through trying to find something, and it's on, I'm like, oh, great, I'll watch The Goonies. Mm. But I'd never go out of my way to either get the DVD or the Blu-ray or even Prime. I'd never, like, choose to... You know, when there's too much choice, you just don't yeah. pick it out. Where if it's on TV, you'll watch it. Well, I'm so glad we're talking about a film that you've just said... If, no, no, it's a great film. I, I would never choose to no, watch even it. My favorite, I would never choose to watch no, it. No, it's that thing of... My, even my favourite films yeah. it's too much choice so I'd never choose to watch something what would you choose but to watch but if it's on telly I'll watch it because it's there yeah whereas do you know Terminator 2 yeah I can't remember the last time I was like do you know what I'm going to sit exactly. down but if it's and on watch telly, Terminator 2 but if it's on TV you'll watch it which it is a lot yeah I will always watch it exactly Yeah. a very strange m- mental phenomena if you know what I'm talking about get in touch because I don't <laughs> And apparently, as we were watching this, my mum said that she didn't want me to watch this as a kid. Really? Um, because they, the kids were all very obnoxious and badly behaved. Mm. And now watching it as an adult, totally agree. <laughs> so, I totally agree with cause, her. Because when kids watch it, they're like, oh, oh so cool. So, I just want to be part of the gang. And, yeah, and now you're like, little shit. Yeah, they are. Yeah. One thing I mainly notice about this film yeah. is there's so much shouting and screaming of all of the children, every single character, not even just the children, all yeah. characters in this yeah. film. Are loud. Just screaming. You need like noise cancelling headphones for this film. I, the whole way through, I'm going, 
shush, shush. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. I know that there's bad guys after you, but just shut it. Yeah. Anyway, despite that, <laughs> I still thoroughly enjoyed it. This is a film that's it's too loud. I it is too loud. I wouldn't watch it out of choice. No. But <laughs> it's a great film. Yeah. But it's I'd say it's like a modern, well, 80s. Yeah, no. day version. Yeah, of like Famous Five or Treasure Island, that kind of yeah. thing. Hey, you know, you know what? Yeah. So this is now. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say this is now as old as the Famous Five was when the Goonies came out. But is that is that true? Is the game is the Famous probably more, so. probably more? The Famous Five is. When did the, the Famous Five come out? Probably not the nineteen fifties. Probably might have been. Uh, famous Five came out as it were in. 1942. Ah, well, so so not That's forty years. But, pretty much, but You're not, pretty much not, on on you know. Right, right. Love this. Famous Five ran from 1942 to 1962, 62. which means right slap bang in the middle. Yeah. 1952. Yeah. Which is exactly 60, 70, 80, 90, 60 years ago. Sixty years ago. There we go. So it is exact. It is exactly that. The, what the Goonies is exactly. <laughs> As old now as the famous five was when the Goonies is slapped yeah, in the middle. Yeah, because it's thirty years. There you go. No, but it's forty years since the Goonies almost. Oh, is it? Yeah. If anything, it's more time. It's worse. It's worse. It's worse if anything. <laughs> <laughs> but watching this, I can tell that like Stranger Things in particular must have been heavily influenced by oh, the Goonies. So great observation, Tom. Anything? No, anyone, but... I think I was pointed that out before. <laughs> I, I think... Have they ever mentioned the Goonies on? Stranger Things. What with them, them and their bikes and stuff. That's like ET, though, isn't it? More than anything else. Yeah, but they're a little. They're like a gang. And I, I, think, I think. But Goonies must have been one of the main influences, surely. Of yeah. Things. Yeah. Is that been said and obvious? Yeah, I think. I so. thought I was being clever there. No, I think that's been. Okay. I think that's been thoroughly unpacked. That so one. this isn't quite up there with um, uh, the boys being <laughs> an allegory. Of, no, you of history, men. You 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 either um, uh, suggest comparisons that are. Totally like off base yeah. and based on nothing. Yeah. Or oh, it, it's so obvious. The, the, so obvious. It's actually boring. The, 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 boring the, the, observation like, I've just made. Of, of, of course that's true, but yeah, yeah that's been made like so fine. many times. Fine. Moving on. Anyway. I love that. You, I love that you thought you were going to blow my mind with that. You're like, I, uh, I think Stranger Things is maybe influenced by the Goonies. Ah, I see the trailer. <laughs> See on their bikes. Spielberg like Stranger Things. See? And this is after ET, isn't it? So Spielberg's still doing. You know. So he's shouting. Whoa, do you guys realize what we could do? I don't want to go on any more of your crazy goony adventures. Meet Mikey. I gotta go to the bathroom. Brand. Andy. <laughs> Slip of the tongue. Obnoxious children. Stephanie. Data. And Chunk. Did Mouth get a name check then? Who's Mouth? Corey Feldman. He must have. I hope he did. They wouldn't leave Mouth. Legend. But they're not alone. <laughs> Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. There's a lot of fat shaming in this film. We'll get on to that. Sounds like calm. Discover what they uncover. Rubies and emeralds and diamonds. 
best map. Oh, Chris, start of the tunnel. The secret caves. The treacherous traps. Oh, Sheriff, I'm at the lighthouse lounge. I remember, and I want to report oh, murder. <laughs> Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Hey, hey, little, little, little call back to Gremlins there. Advertising another film in your own film? Is it a shared cinematic universe? Maybe it is. Join the adventure. I've just, I've just realised I've mixed up my 80s movies oh no and I was like oh yeah the, the chubby kid from the Goonies yeah. is Jerry O'Connell now I think I stand by me yeah you said that earlier when we were at the pub you mentioned Jerry O'Connell I was like why don't you talk about him why are you talking about Jerry O'Connell I think I stand by me yeah you are yeah oh. I mean he could easily have been in this film but he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> An- another great observation now yeah you ready for one of my classic going through the plots uh, oh god <laughs> I, I'm and not, you need it because you've only seen it once. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm, I'm when not, I was writing this, I yeah. was like, oh, I won't need to go through the plot. You know the plot. Yeah. You don't. I don't know the plot. Okay. I, I'm not sure I will know the plot when you're done. All right, let's do this. Uh, all right. Ready? Yeah, Strap yourselves in. Yeah. This is so. This episode will be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna predict this will be a episode will be span about 45 minutes. Yeah. This will be about 25 minutes, <laughs> and then at the end, we will be like bit of cast, <laughs> bit of trivia. Thanks for listening to two geeks. Well, two geeks. Anyway. So, All right, here we go, Jesus. Facing foreclosure of their homes in the Goondocks area of Astoria, Oregon. Oh, is that why they're called the Goonies? I've written myself here, have to admit, I'd never noticed that it was no. the Goondocks, and that's why they're called I, the Goonies. I, I'm saying this, like having, having only seen this film once about seven years ago. Yeah. I reckon that's probably just in the script. Yeah. Did, did they even say that on screen? <laughs> probably, yes. A lot is the answer. No, as I watched it back, they, they, I was like, ah. Oh, never know. Anyway. That makes, makes sense. Um... A group of children who call themselves the Goonies yeah. gather for a final weekend together. The Goonies are Mikey Walsh, his older brother Brand, Data, Mouth, Chunk, Andy, and Steph. We'll get on to that. I don't think they're all the Goonies. I don't mean I don't mean you've left some out. What I mean is like I wouldn't count Josh Brolin no. as one of the Goonies. And neither were the girls. No. Very much not. It's the four It's boys. really just Mikey, Data, Mouth, Mouth. and Chunk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We all know that. Uh, so rummaging through the Walsh's attic, they come across a 1632 doubloon and an old treasure map uh, saying that it leads to the treasure of legendary pirate <sighs> One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> Believed to be located somewhere nearby. Now, they knew what they were doing, right, with One-Eyed Willie? One-Eyed Willie. Because that was the ultimate, like, <laughs> One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, I did. I Surely, did, I did. I did. I did laugh. Yeah, I did laugh. Yeah, I'm always. I'm always amazed by the words and the sentences that will trip you up on this podcast, and yet the ones that you absolutely nail in one take. <laughs> and just then, you said something like 1632 doubloon, and yeah, just fine, absolutely fine. No, no yeah. worries. Breeze through it. Uh, Mikey considers One-Eyed Willie to be the original Goonie. Uh, the kids overpower and tie up Brand and uh, make their way to an abandoned restaurant on the coast that coincides with the map, conveniently. Even though surely that restaurant didn't exist back in 1632. No. Yeah. Unless it did. Maybe it's like, it's the know, oldest restaurant in the US. Established in 1632, yeah. maybe. Uh Brand then soon follows alongside Andy, a cheerleader with a crush on him and Steph, Andy's friend. The group eventually discovers that the derelict restaurant is a hideout for the Fratelli crime family, mm. Francis, Jake, and their mother, called 
the Fratellis. Surely that's what they were named after. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, did you know? Did you did you know that the Fratellis were named after the Goonies? Yes. Well, well, well established. There's at least one person out there listening to the podcast who loves the Fratellis and had no idea. Why would they be listening to a podcast about if they didn't know that? Why would they be listening to a podcast about the Goonies? Uh, the Goonies find a tunnel in the basement and follow it uh, but when Chunk flags down a motorist to go to the sheriff's station he gets abducted by the Fratellis and imprisoned with their hulking deformed younger brother Sloth mm. mourn him later the Fratellis interrogate Chunk until he reveals where the Goonies have gone and begin pursuit Chunk is left behind with Sloth but befriends him after Sloth frees both of them Chunk calls the sheriff and both follow the trail of the Fratellis the Goonies evade several deadly booby traps along the tunnels while staying ahead of the Fratellis. Finally, they reach the grotto where Willie's pirate ship, the Inferno, is anchored. Uh, the group discovers that the ship is filled with treasure and they start filling their pockets, but Mikey warns them, don't take any of them on the scales in front of Willie. Don't do it, because that's 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 his. You can't do it. Don't right, do it. There's, there's, right. We're foreshadowing something here. Okay. Do not take it in front of, in front of Willie. <laughs> As they leave the ship, the Fratellis appear and strip them of their loot. They start to tie up the Goonies and make them walk the plank until Chunk arrives with Sloth and distracts the Fratellis long enough for the Goonies to jump overboard and swim to safety. The Fratellis proceed to then grab all the treasure they can, including those in front of Willie's scales. No! Which triggers another booby trap which causes the grotto to cave in. How did, how I told did, you that. But Yeah, but how did he know that? But he's just like, look, I'm, gonna, I'm dying. I'm going to die here. So I'm going to, no. my last bit, I'm going to make a booby trap to, yeah, to kill fine, anyone. Fine, fine. Who was the one of the Goonies that was like, don't don't take that? Um, Mikey's just a genius. How did Mikey just, know that? Well, he's he's like, how would I, he's the original Goonie. Oh, he just figures it so out. So I'm thinking, what would I do if I was one of the Wow. Goonies? It wasn't, it wasn't like do. he read it yeah. somewhere. He was just like, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Wow. Right. Even though Data is kind of the one who does all this shit. Well, you would think he would should be the one in charge, really. Yeah. Well, he's then, the well, one then, that comes out with it. If Data had said to Mikey... Oh, Mikey, do you know what? If I was, if I was one, I'd really, yeah. I would invent this thing, and I'd, but none of that. Nah. No, Mikey's, just, Mike just, he just gets it. He's, right. he's in tune with one-eyed Willie. He's just, yeah, yeah, in tune. Two, two-eyed Willie. Um, with Sloth's help, the Goonies and Fratellis escape. Even the Fratellis get out. The two groups emerge on a story's beach where they reunite with the Goonies families and the police. The Fratellis are arrested, but Chunk prevents Sloth from also being taken. He invites Sloth to live with him, which Sloth accepts. Now. I don't think that's Chunk's decision to make. Because <laughs> no. presumably Chunk's got his mum and dad. Yeah. And he's like this, this deformed, yeah. like, bloke it's... who's clearly in his 30s at least. And, yeah. and he's like, yeah. oh, I love Chunk. And then and then um, he's like, yeah, live with us. And his mum's like, no. There's a really, yeah, no, there's a really bleak uh, sort of mid credit scene yeah. where Chunk just takes Sloth home. And mum's like, no, we have to. We have to sort of take him into into foster care. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can't. He can't. He can't live. He can't live with us. Yeah, but why don't they never do a spin-off TV series? Chunk and Sloth. Chunk and Sloth solving crimes. That, <laughs> that is that is crying out for an for an animated yeah. spin-off. <laughs> Chunk and Sloth. Just as Mikey's father is about to sign the foreclosure papers, the Walsh's housekeeper, Rosalita, discovers that Mikey's marble bag is filled with gems he took from the ship and had not been seized by the Fratellis. Mikey's father triumphantly rips up the papers, declaring that they have enough money to negate the foreclosure. I mean, he's not actually gone to Antiques Roadshow or anything to, to double-check that that's, you know, worth it. I'm glad you said that. I was yeah. immediately thinking that. He's like, oh, I've got all these, like, treasures. You've literally so, just seen so that. They could just be marbles. Yeah, but he's like, I- I'm immediately fine. It's like, yeah, but even even if it is legit, yeah. he's still got... Like, it might not be 50 grand's worth. You've got to go, you go and, like, flog it and, yeah. you know, find a lot of effort. Oh, mate. You know. you've, not, you've not got, like, a bag I, of cash. I, I don't know if Rosalita knows her uh, uh, doubloons. <laughs> 
as they retell the tale of their adventure to the disbelieving press and the police, who for some reason have all gathered, yeah. uh, they notice the Inferno having broken free of the grotto, sailing off on its own into the distance. The end. Now, I've really gone through quickly. I've tried my best. You did You did well there. Because if you're listening to this, chances yeah. are you, lo- you know another Goonies. Yeah. You don't need me to, to bang on about it. But yeah. in case for some reason you don't, there it is. I, 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 I know. You've only seen it once. I, I don't. Does any of that ring a bell? I don't necessarily know and love it, and I didn't need you to talk about the game. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, no, it, it, it did ring a few ring a few bells. Good. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. One that's too painful, was it? That was all right. Yeah. You know, as a, as a good, yeah. Which one was it that I took, like, hours? Was it was it Airbud? No, which one was it? W- Willow was it? No, Time Bandits was a bad one. I mean, the fact that, was... that you had several examples <laughs> which to draw. <laughs> Time Bandits. Se- several, I remember, several I remember when I finished Time Bandits, I yeah. was like, I've I've fucked it. I've ruined time balance forever. Your recap went on longer than the movie. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> anyway, cast. Yeah. <laughs> As you predicted. Good, good cast. Great cast. Yeah. So Sean Astin. Every single every single one of the cast. Yeah. With the possible exception of uh Corey Feldman. Yeah. Has had like a career comeback as yeah. well. They're all the comeback kids. Comeback Give kings. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Astin as Mikey, the asthmatic leader of the Coonies. Did you was it was he your hero? Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, because I always thought it was surprisingly cool because I feel I feel like he was meant to be a bit of a dweeb, mm. but he just comes across really cool in I, it. I would say of 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 the team, he is definitely like yeah. the the coolest. And he had an inhaler, yeah, which you never see on screen. No. And I was like, yes, he's short, he's small, and he's got an inhaler. Brilliant. Of course, he's small. He's a child. <laughs> he's, like, he's my height, even now. Still, yeah, <laughs> he's great. Obviously, Lord of the Rings, yeah, Fifty First Dates, Twenty Four, Stranger Things. And I, I didn't know this about yeah. him. He's a son. Did you know who he's the son of? Mr. Aston. Yeah. So, well, the actress Patty Duke was his mother. Mm. And his adoptive father was John Aston. Right. Who was um, Adam's family. The main guy in the Adam's family, the original series. Of the Gomez. Adam's yes. That was his adoptive dad. Go- Gomez. Raised him. Yeah. Gomez from the Adam's family. was John Aston. Sean Aston's dad. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Brilliant. Great. Yeah. We'd never have, never have, yeah, put the two together. Anyway, Josh Brolin. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we, Brolin. We, Brolin. Brolin. We should clarify. Well, I was going to say, we should clarify that we we know it's not pronounced Brolin. It's well, I still think it is. Well, there we go. So, Josh Brolin. Yeah, I know at least that it's that it's pronounced Josh Brolin. Brolin's Tom, far better. Tom genuinely thought it was pronounced Josh Brolin. Brolin just sounds better. I think it's because there was a footballer for Sweden in the 80s called Thomas Brolin and that's how you pronounced it right but apparently not in this instance it's just no it's definitely Josh jo- Brolin it's definitely just Brolin Brolin's far better name <laughs> that feels like something that you would like yo Brolin like it's like his nickname <laughs> but no but anyway one of his first roles as his older brother Brand yeah again he's at, like in his high school and again if he's sort of meant to be a bit of a dork because he's kind of bullied a bit by Troy nah. who's like the bully it's like, but he's really cool and sexy yeah he's, he's really he's got like a he's got a bandana yeah. from, from memory and I think Super he's meant sexy. to be like 17 but he looks yeah. like he's 42 <laughs> um, but anyway. are, you say, are you saying that like it's a good thing yeah but yeah. he's done alright for himself hasn't he Josh is he is he still working he's doing alright yeah. yeah okay been in a few things here, yeah. and, there. here and there uh, Jeff Cohen plays Chunk the gluttonous member of <laughs> Of uh, thing, now back then, yeah. fat shaming totally fine. Yeah, because this whole thing, yeah, was look at his fucking belly. <laughs> yeah, look how fat he is. Yeah. Do the truffle shuffle. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but bit of a dish now. Have you seen him recently? No, as he, as he, well, oh. right, okay. So I, I, I confused him with Jerry, Jerry O'Connell, Connell, who's also a dish. Who, who, who was, who was a, a, 
a little larger in yeah. his a little chubby in yeah. his youth, and then became like a heartthrob. Yeah. So is, is this guy dishy too? Yeah. You know, so chunk. you remember what he looks like, John? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Here he is now. He's handsome. He is. Yeah. Look at him. He looks good. Yeah. I, 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 I you would never recognise him. Would I you? think plenty of people out there would be happy for him to give them the truffle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you if you know it's him. Yeah. Facially, you can tell it's him. Yeah. But no, looks, you'd never see him. He looks good. Glow yeah. up. So Goonies he, glow up. He attended the University of California in Berkeley, where he received a BS degree in business. He apparently at the time asked the director of the Goonies, Richard Donner, for a recommendation for his college admissions application. When reading Cohen's notes detailing some of his early life struggles, Donner and his wife offered to pay for Cohen's college education after the Goonies. Wow. And, di- and did they? They did. Well, I assume so. It said offered. I assume that means they did. Maybe Cohen was like, nah. Um, Cohen later claimed in the Goonies DVD commentary track that every role he played as a child had him wearing either a Hawaiian shirt mm. or a pair of, uh, is it played or plaid? Plaid. Or a pair of plaid pants, trousers. And director Richard Donner had the brilliant idea to put him in both for the Goonies. <laughs> as soon as Cohen said that, he was like, all right, putting you in both of them. Bring those two together. Uh, before they started filming, Cohen apparently had chickenpox um, and afraid that they would recast it, he just didn't tell anyone. Um, so he just showed up. Um, and according to, again, the DVD, um, the chicken pox on his chest can be seen during the truffle shuffle sequence. He's like, this will be fine. I definitely won't have to, I've got some chicken pox on my chest, but I definitely won't have to like, you know, get my, <laughs> yeah. my chest no and belly it. out. Yeah. yeah, no, don't worry about it. He later chose to pursue a legal career upon finding out that many of the most important figures in the business side of Hollywood had law degrees. After his time at Berkeley, he earned a JD degree in the UCLA School of Law in 2000 and later became an entertainment lawyer in Los Angeles. And he founded the Cohen and Gardner firm in Beverly Hills. Wow, so he's a big, very well from big shot. Yeah. Wow. And he still takes part in like conventions here and there and he celebrates oh. his Goonies past. Nice. Because, yeah. yeah, I like that he's he's a hotshot lawyer. Yeah. But I'm glad that he's also comfortable with, yeah. his, with his Goonies yeah. past. Yeah. Next up, Corey Feldman yeah. has a mouth... Um, nickname for his cheeky tongue. <laughs> um, he was just one of the ultimate 80s teen actors, wasn't he? Feldman, Corey yeah. Feldman. Lost um, Boys. Stand By Me. Yeah. There we go. So Corey Feldman was is, in, is in both. Is it, yeah. He's the That's one who's... That's your confusion. Bro- yeah. There we go. Yeah. Obviously, it's a bit sad to see, you know, in recent years, he's struggled. Yeah. You know, one of those sort of Hollywood tragedy tales. But he's been in a few things, hasn't he, in recent times? He's, he's popped up here. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was particularly cool in this yeah. the character of Mouth. He's he's a sort of a bit of he was like like Dick Mate that it'd be in your gang. You yeah. kind of hate him, but he's he's cool enough to get away with it. Yeah, he's sort of like the Jay from the Inbetweeners <laughs> of the group. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan K. Hui Kwan. Yeah. Um, as Data. Yeah. Who I know, look, and we'll get onto it. Yeah. And I know he's 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 now having a comeback. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad because yeah. for, for the longest time it's like what. Yeah. What an odd career for the longest time there, where yeah, he's the year after Temple of Doom. So he's in two of the most iconic 80s movies, yeah. and I've talked you around now, so you have to sort of. <laughs> he's in, but he's in two yeah, huge, massive, huge yeah. movies, and then nothing, nothing. I think he did the old thing here and there, but yeah, he he stopped acting relatively soon after that. Great, yeah. love him. Yeah, he says here that he stopped acting due to a lack of opportunity in the late 90s. So he must have been acting until then. Why are we not hiring short round? <laughs> slash data. Where he received his film degree from the USC School of Cinematic Arts. He went on to work as a stunt coordinator and assistant yeah. director. Um, and then he returned to acting this year as Waymond Wang in Everything Everywhere All at Once, um, which he's received huge acclaim for, apparently. 
And he's yeah. going to appear in Loki season two yeah. as well. And he recently reunited with Harrison Ford. Did you oh, see that photo? so good. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Boys, back boys back together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Kerry Green as uh, Andy, high school cheerleader. I'd say one of my first crushes. Oh, yeah? Um, Up there with like, um, what's her name from Saved by the Bell? Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, that kind yeah. of, you know, the ultimate kind of girl at school that you fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She also took a break from acting to study at Vassar College where she was roommates with uh, Marisa Tomei's brother, Adam, as well as Bioshock developer, Ken Levine. So that's a really great little gang. That's a sitcom. Um, she eventually co-founded the film production company Independent Women Artists. Yeah. And she too has also returned for reunions and stuff, and she still looks amazing. Yeah. She, still, she looks great. Uh, Martha Plimpton as Steph. Uh, she's just been working non-stop pretty Ra- much. Raising hope, honestly. Yeah, 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 raising hope. Yeah. Parenthood, running on empty. Um, she's been on Broadway loads. She's won loads of Tony Awards. Uh, got an Emmy for The Good Wife as well as a guest performer in that. So she's just one of those actors who's always popping up in things yeah, all the time. illustrious. Uh, John Matuzak was sloth. Um, he was <laughs> the first overall pick. Americans will understand this. Yeah. The first overall pick in the 1973 NFL draft, which means he was like, the the main guy that year yeah. of all the players available to play in the NFL he was yeah. the one they went for so he oh, was oh really okay you know right um he played for the Oakland Raiders until he retired after winning his second Super Bowl in 1981 wow he was also in 1978's World's Strongest Man competition what? where he I finished ninth I don't remember being that big no well he's only ninth <laughs> yeah. still pretty damn yeah. strong he's like, he's like nine yeah yeah <laughs> the ninth strongest man the ninth strongest man um in this film, at one point, you see him wearing an Oakland Raiders shirt in some nice. scenes, which is quite nice. Little nod. Sadly, he died in 1989. Oh. Um, uh, an accidental overdose of a prescription drug. Uh, he was only 38 at the time when he died. Oh. Yeah. Would they get away with a character with, like Sloth today? No, I don't. I Especially don't. a person who's not actually... Yeah, you know, no. Um, but amazing prosthetics for the time. It looks... It, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But uh, no. It apparently took him five hours wow. to get through um, makeup every day. Yeah. Um, but one of the most iconic characters of the 80s, I'd say, yeah. Sloth, whether you like it or not. <laughs> he just is. And heyyouguys.com named their entire website after his... Uh... So again, not being that... You have to explain that to me. What? I've seen this film like once. Have you not? Oh. I don't remember. He yeah. says, hey, you guys... That's what I said at the beginning. Hey, you guys. I, I, assume, I assumed it was some sort of reference. Yeah, that's okay. where the website gets their name from. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, you, like, hey, yeah. you guys. Hey, you that, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where that's from. There you go. There you go. I've actually learned something. I thought you were yeah. <laughs> So in your world. Wow. No, there you go. Never knew. Uh, Anne Ramsey is Mama Fratelli, uh, the, um, the crime matriarch. Mm. Terrifying in this role. Yeah. Um, best known maybe for this and throw Mama off the train or from the train um, which also I didn't know she had an a, a Oscar nomination for that for that role um, apparently her somewhat slurred speech a trademark of her later performances was caused in part from having some of her tongue and her jaw removed um, from surgery for cancer in 1984 in 1988 her cancer returned and sadly she died in August that year age just 59 mm. um, but again one of those sort of 80s icons yeah yeah. one of the ones you might not know her name but you've seen her in so many things Uh, obviously Robert Darby speaking of 80s icons (laughs) again again a bit like a bit like short round data yeah Yeah. everywhere in the 80s yeah yeah it it wasn't just like I get it when someone has like one role and then it's like you know they're 
they don't then go on to. But when you're like everywhere for a bit, yeah. Robert Darby was in the the greatest films of the three of the greatest films of the 1980s. License to Kill, License to Kill, 1989, The Goonies, The Goonies, and Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. Like you could you could retire after that. You'd be <laughs> yeah. like, well, I've been in, I've been in, happily retired. Sorry, I've been in. Sorry, you know, I've been in The Goonies yeah. and then Die Hard and then License to Kill. Yeah. I'm just going to retire. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, Robert Darby. Yeah. But like, just then and then sort of nothing. And um, I think that's one of our aims is to do an interview special with him. Yeah. But not only him, yeah. but Grand L. Bush. Re- the, reuniting the Johnsons. Reuniting the Johnsons. Because they're both in License to Kill as well. Yeah. It, if if we can achieve one thing next year, we haven't tried yet. No. That'll be it. Yeah. Surely we can achieve that. 2024 Christmas special. Yeah. I can't, we've thrown down the gauntlet now. Yeah. You said we're going to do it. Yeah. And what was particularly terrifying about Robert Darby is always terrifying. Yeah. But this film in particular, he's so menacing because I don't know if you remember it, but when he appears on screen, and I think it was his idea because we know Robert Darby can sing. Yeah. He just suddenly starts singing opera and it's terrifying the way he does it. This is where he uh, meets up with Chunk. I heard of them, the Fratellis. Well, we found their hideout. And could you please, please take me to the sheriff's station? I can describe all three of them. It's just terrifying the way he just starts singing opera. Just the idea of some menacing mafia guy just before you die, he just starts singing opera at you, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Terrifying. I feel if anyone else did it, it'd be like, what? Because of Robert Darby's Darby's doing it. Terrifying. Yeah. Also, Joe Pontaliano as the other Fratelli. Who? Joe Pantoliano? Yeah, 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 better. All How right, do you okay. pronounce it? I, I, I would say, yeah, Joe, Joe. Jo, no, well, no, I'm done. Go on then. Go on then. Joe, Joe Pantoliano. This is what I just said. The, not the first time. Joe Pantoliano. The first time you really made a meal of it. You went. You went. <laughs> also, Joe Pantoliano <laughs> from Snatch, apparently. Yeah, he's done all right. He was Matrix and all sorts. He was in the Matrix and yeah. the Sopranos. He's very young in this film. Bad Boys One and Two. Yeah, great. Not sure about three. I've not seen it. He is. He is in it. He's in three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Mary Ellen Trainer as Irene Walsh, Mikey yep. and Brand's mother. Didn't know, married to Robert Zemeckis for 20 years until 2000. Huh? Sadly, she died in 2015 hmm. at the age of 62. So, let's get into the making of the film. Yeah. Shooting began in late 1984, lasted just five months. Apparently, the shooting script was lengthy at more than 120 pages. Uh, to which several sequences were eventually cut from the final version. So apparently at one point, because um, in the film, and there's, it's sort of become a bit of Goonies lore, that they keep mentioning this giant octopus. Yes. And it doesn't appear in the film. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like they did film something. Right. Why Why didn't they also cut all the references to I know. the giant octopus? Save a bit more time. <laughs> yeah. Or, okay. or cut all the references to the giant octopus, yeah, yeah. but then just keep with the giant octopus. Yeah, no. No setup, all payoff. Some people who really follow it know that there was an octopus sequence at the end of the movie before we left the pirate ship chamber where the, the oct- a giant, you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea size octopus starts attacking us and, the, and a couple of the kids fend it off. Uh, but it didn't look that good, so they didn't leave it in the film. <laughs> But the clue is that Data, Kiwi Kwan's character, when the police ask us what happened, he leads with, the octopus was very scary. What happened out there? Were your legs in danger? The octopus was very scary. Oh, yeah, it was very dangerous. 
And it's, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about the fact that they left it in, because it's funny. But it's annoying because it doesn't, but apparently you can actually, there's a version of the movie that you can get on DVD or whatever where you can see the octopus sequence. And I must say, I've never seen it. In the documentary, The Making of the Goonies, um, which uh, I highly recommend because it's a pretty good documentary, uh, Richard Donner said that um, he talked about both the difficulties and the pleasures of working with so many child actors mm. in a film like this. Too loud. Yeah. Difficulties he, too loud. He praised them for their energy and excitement, yeah. but also said they were also very unruly when brought together. Yeah. Um, as a result, the documentary frequently showed him coaching the actors and revealing some techniques he used to create realistic performances, such as uh, when they revealed One-Eyed Willie's pirate ship. It was actually a full-size replica of an actual pirate ship created um, by J. Michael Reaver. Donna restricted the actors from seeing the ships until they actually filmed the scene when yeah. it was revealed to the characters. Yeah. You know how, like when we did the Mystery Men episode? Yeah. And you kept saying about, uh, was it Kinka Usher? Yeah. Yeah. And and you just called him Usher. Yeah. And I was like, what? Well, uh, Usher, the R&B singer. Now, every, Donna. every time you say Donna, I'm just thinking of like someone called Donna. Like it's just, Doctor Who. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. Catherine. I'm just picturing Catherine Tate <laughs> directing the Goonies. Yeah, I'll say Richard Donna. Yeah. Donna kebab. I just fancy Donna kebab now. Oh, I'd love a kebab. Yeah. Um, so it ha yeah had a more realistic performance because that was yeah. the first time they'd seen the ship. Yeah. However, apparently that particular scene was actually the second take <laughs> due to the cast feeling so overwhelmed at the first sight of the of the ship that they had to reshoot the entire thing. They couldn't even act. Yeah. <laughs> like he was like, they'll they'll love this. They'll act their socks off, and they were like, they're so stunned they couldn't act. <laughs> Speechless. In the book There and Back Again, Sean Astin claimed that uh, Donna and Spielberg were like co-directors on the film as he compared and contrasted their styles when directing scenes. Let's have a little uh, look at um, the making of documentary. Let's do it. We're just making an ordinary adventure here. Ordinary fantasy. Spielberg. Nothing extraordinary happens in this picture at all. <laughs> These kids are all kind of like friends. They're all sort of outcasts. They need each other because the uh, more popular kids don't want anything to do with them. And they get bored one day and they have the most extraordinary adventure Stranger Things. any adult could possibly imagine. Could be talking about Stranger Things. Ready, Great insight, Tom. <laughs> Can you name the singer, which I will talk about in a second. We'll get on to that. All right. I think the uniquest part of working with kids in uh, this many kids in the film is that every night I'm contemplating suicide. <laughs> ah, look where our footsies Donna. Are. Who's not on their marksies? Why was Richard Donna dressed like uh, Maverick in Top Gun? Uh, he was as well. He had like aviators <laughs> on, jumpsuit. Well, it was very much the Top Gun era, wasn't it? True. You know? Yeah, grab his hand. He goes, because he's not expecting. Yeah. Yeah, now you're screaming, you're screaming, you're screaming. Apparently, not gonna believe it. The thing I was starting on, I was gonna go in this thing, and this thing, and she said, that and it almost touched me in the face with a dead fist. The things, and the thing, and scared that. Action. Oh, I, it is the most difficult thing I ever thought I was gonna get into. I never anticipated what it was gonna be like, because individually, they're wonderful, they're nuts, they're uh, they're the warmest, craziest little things that have come into my life. But in a composite form, you get them all together, and it's mind blowing. <laughs> It must be weird, though, having to do that. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to get really good child actors for these sort of things. Yeah. Because um, it's not always, you know... It doesn't always work. No. But, again, all really good in this film. Yeah. So, 
the soundtrack features music by, you just heard, yeah. Cindy Lauper. Wow. Yeah. As well as REO Speedwagon, Bangles and others. Um, and apparently the cast members, apart from Kerry Green, I don't know what she was doing that day, yeah. appeared alongside professional wrestlers, wrestlers Rowdy Roddy Piper, yeah. the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov and Captain Lou Albano, um, who previously appeared in her Girls Just Want to Have Fun video, in the 12-minute The Goonies Are Good Enough music video. Um, Spielberg also makes a cameo in the in the video and Lauper Lauper also has a cameo in the actual film The Goonies Does she? Performing the song on TV It's the most so, 80s film of all time So even though the the song is The Goonies Are Good Enough Yeah It's in the film And the it's Goonies. in the film because it's on the TV and she's singing it But does she sing the words The yeah. Goonies What? Yeah don't worry about it It's fine Alright They're just not paying attention enough You think they'd be listening and going Guys are they sing- she's singing about us Yeah No, no. no. Um, so let's have a little burst of the music video which is an actual film if you go and find it on YouTube like 12 minutes long yeah it's quite long um, but Cindy she was great she was like one of the ultimate like 80s teen stars Interviewed Cindy Lauper once. Did you? Yeah. She nice. Great. Yeah. Great actor. To be to, to be fair. Yeah. To, to the um the, the song's inclusion in the movie. Yeah. I don't think she actually says the word Goonies. I think she does at one point. Okay. We'll never know. But I am pretty sure she does. <laughs> I don't want to be proven wrong. No. So sure let's not, yeah. not look it up. Uh, special anniversary events for the film, um, hosted by the city of Astoria, have drawn about 10,000 to 15,000 visitors. Uh, the home used by the Walsh family has become a tourist attraction, receiving between 1,200 and 1,500 visitors a day during wow. the summer of the 30th anniversary. As a result, in August 2015, the residents and owners of the home, their neighbours and the city of Astoria took steps to limit public access. They were like, we've had enough of this now. Well, that, sound, that sounds grumpy, but yeah. if, if 1,500 people were showing up at your house every day, you would get, get, get a bit annoying. Yeah. Get a bit annoying. Uh, in 2020, Josh Gad aired a virtual cast reunion via Zoom. Remember back in 2020? I said Zoom back Z- then. Yeah, Zoom. Uh, just sort of thing happened all the time didn't yeah. it in the COVID years yeah. um, the, the COVID <laughs> I love it oh, remember the COVID years yeah it was his first episode of Reunited Apart a charity fundraising effort during I, COVID-19 didn't did he do Lord of the Rings as yeah. well I think so he was like Back to the Future as well Sean yeah let's do this again yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Goonies reunion supporting the Centre for Disaster Philanthropy um, all the living primary cast participated with the event dedicated to the cast members who have since died in addition to the cast, director Richard Donner, producer Steven Spielberg, and writer Chris Columbus were also present. And even Cindy Lauper made an appearance as well. Cindy Lauper? Yeah, they all were there. Spielberg, everyone. Yeah. I, I was going to say I thought Richard Donner had died, but I think he died he recently. Yeah. He died recently. Josh! Ricky! Martha! Carrie! Corey! Sean! Jeff! In late 2020, the cast had another virtual reunion, this time for a live reading of the full movie script that was broadcast on various social media outlets. The characters whose original actors had died were played by other actors, including Josh Gad as Sloth, 
Gene Smart as Mama Fratelli and right. Kristen Bell as Iron Walsh. Kerry Elwes also was in it as the narrator. Yeah. Um, and it owned over $130,000 for charity. So Still doing good, the Goonies. Yeah. I always carry Elwes. I always, I think it is just Kerry Elwes. But every time I see his name, I say Yules. I panic. I'm I like, say, I did it then. You might have seen my eyes yeah, a bit then. Little, little, little bit of terror yeah. in your eyes. It's like, oh, oh, oh I, I feel like this is going to trip me up. Carrie, Carrie L, Carrie L, you were L, L, Ouls, Carrie Ouls. There were always also a couple of games for Commodore 64, the Apple II in 1985, and the ZX Spectrum. Um, and it was like the Goonies 2 game, which had nothing to do with the film. What? In it, the Fratellis have kidnapped all of the Goonies except Mikey, who is you as the player. Right. And have hidden them in cages across various taverns and mazes in abandoned buildings. And that was it. Well, there's a, there's a sequel. Yeah, te- technically. It, technically, in the game form. Um, and in you have the game to, form. You have to free a mermaid called Annie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, the possibility of a film sequel has been confirmed and denied many times over the years. Um, Confir- confirmed and denied are you making a Goonie sequel <laughs> yes are you sure no, no. <laughs> Donna said that he had a story he liked and yeah. Spielberg uh, was up for it but in 2004 several of the actors from the original uh, said, said we're all 45 don't be ridiculous <laughs> they said that Warner Brothers the owner had shown no interest uh, Sean Astin in 2007 said that Goonies 2 is an absolute certainty the writing's on the wall when they're releasing the DVD in such numbers Donna has ex- had expressed doubts um, that a sequel would ever happen, yeah. as many of the actors had not shown any interest in returning for one. I love that from Aston, where he's like, they're releasing a DVD of the original movie. <laughs> I'm sure a sequel is inevitable. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, Corey Feldman said in 2008, no, there is no Goonies 2. I'm sorry, but it's just not going to happen. Of course, now I've said that, they'll do it. Um, in 2010, um, Richard Donna said that a sequel is a definite thing and will involve as much of the old cast as possible. It will happen. We've been trying for a number of years. In 2014, he said that a sequel is still in the works and he hopes to bring back the entire cast. In 2020, in the reunion event, Spielberg said, Chris Dick and I and Lauren Shula Donna um, have said, um, we've had a lot of conversations about a sequel. Every couple of years, we come up with an idea, but then it doesn't hold water. In 2021, Feldman said that despite Columbus saying that he is writing a sequel, the chances for a sequel are dead, as Donna had chosen to direct Lethal Finale as his final film. And the cast didn't want to return if Donna wasn't involved. The, le- the, the last Lethal Weapon movie. And sadly, he died almost two months later, yeah. making the chances of a sequel even less likely. Um, also in 2020, Fox ordered a pilot for a drama series from Sarah Watson, creator of The Bold Type, about a woman helping film students to create a shot-for-shot remake of The Goonies. So, not a Goonies TV show. No, but, but someone TV show making up. a shot-for-shot remake. Okay. Uh and then Fox announced that a pilot would not be moving forward, but then Disney Plus picked it up for a series which is now titled, titled Our Time. So as far as I'm aware, Disney Plus are going to do this series. So I, The so shot for shot remake, weird. No, but thing. it's not... But they're not, not... Nothing to do with the Goonies, they're technically. Not, they're, not, they're not doing a remake of the Goonies. No, it's a, it's a show, like a drama... About someone making... doing a shot for shot remake of it. Okay. Why? Do we need to see that? Who's it for? Who's it for? Anyway, fact smash. Fact smash. Fact smash. smash. You want to smash those facts? facts? Say smash. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, according to Sean Astin, he was allowed to keep the treasure map used in the film. Several years later, his mother, Patty Duke, discovered it, thought it was just a crinkled piece of paper. No, Patty. Patty. Patty threw it in the bin. When rocks are falling from the cave ceiling, Kei Hee Kwan screams, holy S-H-I-T. 
Does he actually say S-H-I-T? Yes. Right. He said he spelt the expletive because his mother had made him promise not to use any bad language in the film. Aww. Uh, when the Fratelli brothers argued and Ramsey really slapped Robert Darby, uh, she was told to hit him as hard as she could. Yeah. Darby could take it. All the main characters are referred to by nicknames in the film. Their real names are either rarely mentioned or not mentioned at all. In case you wanted to know. Yeah. Mikey is Michael Walsh. Mouth is Clark Devereaux. Data is Richard Wang. <laughs> Brand is Brandon Walsh. Chunk is Lawrence Cohen, which is almost his real name. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Andy is Andrea Teresa Carmichael. Steph is Stephanie Steinbrenner. And Sloth is Lotney Fratelli. There you go. There you go. Uh, Director Richard Donner said in an interview uh, that Spielberg instructed the cast members to act cold and distant towards Donner on the last week of filming, which puzzled him. Why are they being all weird about me? <laughs> Shortly after filming Wrapped, Donna went to his beach house in Hawaii, ran ran into a frenzied neighbour who took up his entire entire day. When he arrived home, the entire cast was there to celebrate with a cookout. Spielberg flew them all over to Hawaii on the promise that they don't say a word to him to 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 ruin the surprise. Yeah. Which ended up with them just being dicks to him because they didn't what? want to say anything to him. So they oh, ended up right. treating him badly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Because yeah. I like... I didn't tell him to be dicks. No, no, no. Because yeah. I, like, I like the idea that like Spielberg is so into this idea of having like yeah. a, pri- a surprise party. <laughs> like a pranky side. Let's go so far. Yeah. It's not just yeah. like, it's not just like, don't say anything to Richard. We're going to have a surprise party and he'll be really... It's like, right... Just to really lower his expectations, yeah. be horrible yeah, to yeah. him for like two weeks. He'll never know. So he's like, yeah. oh, these guys hate me. And then, it's like, that's, <laughs> then a surprise party is the last thing he'll expect. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the real life banter between Joe Pantoliano and Robert Darvey during their joint audition was what won them the roles for the movie. Huh? I just love that. Real yeah. life banter. It was but, so good. It, it was just perfect. Genuine banter. Uh, Richard Donner unintentionally started giggling when they filmed the scene which Chunk starts crying when the ice cream gets taken off him by Jake and and that was just kept in the film so if you listen carefully you can hear him just giggling off screen (laughs) I just love that Donner's having a great time Uh, the late Corey Haim auditioned for the role of Mouth but it was given to Corey Feldman instead at the time they were they hadn't actually met at the time but they were later cast together in The Lost Boys and became best friends Starring in six more movies together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you listened to comments? Put the shout out about uh, if you love the Goonies, any memories, stories you yeah. had about it? Got quite a few. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, Toy Poloy said, uh, never saw the movie as a kid, <laughs> but loved the book version. When I finally saw the movie, it didn't live up to what I imagined in the book. <laughs> never, so, watched, never watched it again. So is, is this like a novelization rather than it being? I like, assume so. Based you must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you chose to read the book, but not the film. If 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 we'd got this far yeah. in the episode and you hadn't mentioned it was based yeah. on the book, that would be a <laughs> yeah, no. a significant failing but on your part. As far as I'm aware, that okay. is the case. But who knows? Yeah, uh, the sort of thing I would do. Yeah, it is the sort of thing you would do. Uh, Mikey O'Leary yeah. said, um, "To this day, I go by Mikey." Because as an asthmatic kid, I was watching it so often that my cousin, would, who would babysit me, started calling me that instead of Mike, like the rest of my family. And that's just why he's called Mikey to this day. Love it. Mikey, yeah. asthmatic hero. Asthmatic yeah. king. <laughs> On Facebook, Wade Daniel Davies said, I have a tattoo sleeve dedicated to the film. Now, no, I saw this. I'll be honest. Yeah. Because he didn't post a photo. No. I, I I clicked on his profile. Oh, you did. I'm not going to post it anywhere, obviously. Yeah. But I'm going to show you. Yeah. Because um, oh, I, I was like, I want to see what this looks. Well, like. The, when he said that, I was like, that's a te- that's a tease. I want to so, see. Sorry, exactly Wade. I know it's a bit stalkery of me, but no, you know, you know. Um, you've got a public profile, so I'm asked. Yeah, <laughs> here it is. Yeah. Um, you can sort of understand it there. It's got like the uh, what looks like the compass, and then there's wow. the ship on his arm. That's super cool. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, um, very impressive. Really good. Uh, yeah. Good ink. Yeah. Good art. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Sam yeah. posted this. When I was young, I used to have a few films called After Bath Films. Uh, we'd have a bath and then... Um, uh, we? It says we. He's not saying who it was. He's not saying who he's bathing with. I assume him and his brothers, maybe. Um, All together in a bath. Would then sit warm in front of the fire and put a film on. Yeah. Goonies was top of the list. Yeah. The most perfect atmosphere and not a single movie has matched that magic since. Wow. So that's even a, either either yeah. an after bath film yeah. or an after bath film. Yeah. <laughs> bath for me. Depending. And uh, Richard Marsh, a uh, good mate of mine from uni, he decided to comment this. Yeah. I have literally never seen it. That was it. Cheers, Rich. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. And uh, Biker Scout Kev on t- uh, Twitter said, uh, this has got to be my favourite scene, um, particularly the line, and I blamed it on the dog. So I thought I'd play this now as a, as a classic Goonies moment. I want you to spill your guts. Tell us everything. 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 Okay, I'll stop. In third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my uncle back to the and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. Now, grade, recently, when I watched this, I had the subtitles on, yeah. and I can finally understand what he's saying. There was summer camp for fat kids, and then was third lunch, I got touched, and I pigged out, and they kicked me out. But the worst thing I ever done, I mixed up all this fake puke at home, and then I went to this movie theater, hid the puke in my jacket, climbed up to the balcony, and then, this is it, I made a noise like this. And then I dumped it over the side. Oh, and all the people in the audience, then, then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I never felt so bad in my entire life. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. Hit puree! No! I'm too young! I mean, I've just shown you the clip there. The dog bit wasn't in that bit. No. I swear it was. Maybe that's another Mandela effect. <laughs> Expertly chosen clip. Just uh, interjecting while I'm editing the episode, it turned out I was just talking over the exact bit that we were trying to play. So here it is again. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Reedy down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. <laughs> what I liked about that scene was um, for, I couldn't tell if that was scripted or if yeah. he was just improvising. Yeah, that was just the chunk act. Jeff Cohen. Just... I, and I also liked how Robert Darby genuinely seemed to be quite enjoying yeah. enjoying it. I was yeah. like, again, is that scripted? Yeah. Or he's just he's just having a great time, really enjoying the performance. So that's it. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, I've, again, it, it, I, I saw it the once. It didn't quite embed itself, you know, in my history. In my in my in my history. In my sort of, you know, it, it, I don't have those nostalgic feelings yeah. about it that some people do. Um, but actually, you know, what, watching those clips, yeah. hearing you ramble your way through the plot, <laughs> it did it did remind me of a few moments that I enjoyed. It's got a great cast, obviously. Yeah. Um I feel like I maybe just missed the boat. The, yeah. Um the the pirate ship. The inferno. Uh, if, if you will. Yeah. Um but like but I can appreciate what other people love it. I'm not I'm not gonna do what you normally do and just shit all over the thing that I've just <laughs> talked about for for an hour or so. Yeah. Um it yeah, I can see I can, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It's just it's just not a childhood favorite no. for 
for me. I, I, I didn't like have a bath with various of my family members and then, <laughs> and then watch it, Sam. But, um, but no, no, yeah. it, it's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun. It's an 80s classic. Yeah. No dispute in that yeah. whatsoever. Well, if you enjoyed that, yeah. then head to twogeeks2beers.com where you can download, stream and subscribe to the podcast, including episodes about many other 80s uh, geeky classics, including Back to the Future, Willow, Highlander, Legend, many, many more. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your favourite podcast providers, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and many, many more. And you can also follow us on all the socials. We're at Two Geeks Cast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. <laughs> and please support and sponsor the show on Patreon, where you can listen to exclusive minisodes and special clips, including an episode created just for you. Plus, Two Geeks merch, such as a beer mat and mug. And please, please rate and review us. Head to twogeeks2beers.com and hit the Rate This Podcast button. It's as easy as that. There's a button there hit the button uh, and it really really does make a difference so please do that and you can also of course get in touch with us at podcast at two geeks two beers.com that's our email address someone who got in touch recently our uh, longtime supporter Stu Mackay yeah yeah uh, Stu messaged us again what's on, he got to say on, this time on, 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 on Facebook uh, thanks for getting in touch Stu always nice to hear from you um, Stu says hi guys received my beer mat today thank you <laughs> six months late yeah, so... Nah, it's not that long, was it? Oh, it's about, it's, uh, I think it's about six months. Um, uh, yeah, apologies for that, Stu. Glad sort you... Sort out all our, you know, production issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, distributor issues. But thing is, we followed through in the end. Yeah. You got your beer, Matt. Um, he says, looking forward to the next episode. Just a thought, have you thought about having a vote, probably on Twitter, to decide which subject you do each time? You yeah. can put forward two or three options and let the listenership, if that's not a word it should be, I'm pretty sure it is, um, vote for their favourite. It's a fair suggestion. Yeah, good. Because Stu says at the end, might be a good way of drumming up interest. <laughs> All right, Stu. All right. All right. I mean, he believes in the brand. But <laughs> he, like, come on. He, he enjoys the podcast. He's like, look, I, I believe in you. Yeah. If, if you don't, if you don't quite cut it in the next few months, I'm, I'm, I'm going to find other ones. I am going to, I am going to bail out. No, no, no. G- genuinely, we've discussed <laughs> uh, it, Stu. In the new year. It's a good idea. Yeah. We, um, we, we may if want. If we can remember. Yeah. No, we may we may well do that. Um, so I was like, okay, it's a, it's a little bit a little bit um, cheeky from from yeah. Stu, but you know, it's a good idea. Yeah. Fine. Stu then sent another message. Oh no! It says this this makes more sense now. He says, uh, "Hey, you guys," and then in brackets, "Sorry." So now I understand that. Oh, I didn't because no, we didn't reply to him. No. So he probably thought we were upset with him. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He's he's saying sorry because he said, "Hey, you guys." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I thought he meant he was saying sorry for saying his previous comment. No, but that's what I thought. <laughs> now you know. Now what? I know he's apologising yeah, okay. for making a cheesy Goonies reference. Fine. But no, fine. it's fine. He fine. says, "Hey," he says, "Hey, you guys." I see. Sorry. Yeah. He then says, "Looking forward to the Goonies episode." Yeah. Classic eighties film. Great. Good. He then says, "I'm going to put my neck on the line. Suggest it may get more downloads than the ultraviolet one." <laughs> he's right. <laughs> For all Stu knows, <laughs> that could have been our most downloaded episode of all time. It isn't. It's not. But so much sass from Stu. No. Wasn't he last time? He was like, why do you choose weird sort of obscure stuff? Why don't you just do proper things like Star Wars? Yeah. And Star Wars? No, no. Do you know what? I, I always enjoy getting a message from Stu. <laughs> always makes always makes me laugh. <laughs> because he does he does believe in the brand. He does. He believes in the podcast. Yeah. Stu, thank you very much. Keep it up. Keep, yeah. yeah. Keep, on, keep on keeping on. Please do. Stu Mackay. And, and never say and, die. And do what Stu does. Very good. 
and get in touch just like he did. Yeah. Podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. If you get in touch like 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 Stu did. You'll get lots of name checks. We'll, we'll, we'll make fun of you like yeah. we just did to him. So, no. We love it. Thank you very much, Stu. So, yeah, that is it for now. We'll be back next time with our long-awaited Christmas rom-com special. At least one person's been waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we look forward to that. Yeah. So, see you next time. And remember, this won't make any sense to you, will no. it? Two geeks never say die. That's that bit from the Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the line from the film. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we were talking about uh, Jerry O'Connell, yes. who is actually he's not in the Goonies, no. but uh, but I thought he was. Could have been. Could have could, could have been. Yeah. You could you could easily uh, swap chunk with yeah. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Stand by me. Yeah. Um, did I ever tell you about when I met Jerry O'Connell? Um, I, I yeah I, I, he was he was promoting a show at the time, his new show, um, and of course, I meet Jerry O'Connell. What am I gonna yeah. What am I gonna talk to him about? Or sliders. Sliders, yeah. of course. Yeah. Not, not Stand By Me, the classic, the all time classic. Um, Scream 2. He's great in Scream 2, actually. Really, really good in Scream 2. Yeah. Um, but no, I wanted, I wanted to talk to him about, about sliders. So after we were done promoting his show, I, I slipped in a, a couple of questions about, about sliders. And it went um, better than when I did the same with John Rhys Davis. Uh, um, and uh, so I, I said to Jerry, you know, Slider's still got a big fan base. You know, what do you think about bringing it back? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to bring back Slider's. Yeah, fans, great. He's great still got the support and I'd love to, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to, I, you know, I'd love to come back and play Quinn Mallory again. And he was like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And uh, but then he he said something like, "But I um you know I I I don't know how the hell they bring me back because you know the, 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 what happened to his character and yeah. his character died and I and I went you know I've been thinking about it Jerry and um maybe because you know it's it's it's, it's parallel universes and this kind of thing you could sort of come back as another F- Quinn Mallory yeah. from from another from yeah. another universe and then you meet some new sliders and you you, te- you team up with them yeah. and you're not the original Quinn Mallory who's dead but you're you're another yeah. Quinn Mallory from yeah. a, from another yeah. parallel universe yeah. and and I and I and I kept talking and then he was he, just he just went quiet and, yeah. he, and he just looked at me and, Jerry uh, Jerry O'Connell and he went Wow, you've really thought about this. <laughs> he was like, "Please leave me alone." Yeah, he was like, "Oh, oh, oh, I didn't realize." Ah, uh, nice. No, yeah, I'm actually. Oh, he no, sort of. He just. He just. I thought this is a journalist. This is no, actually another dweeb. He, he oh, just. Went, he just went quiet. and went. Oh wow, you've, <sighs> you, you you thought about this a lot. So you've you've upset and pissed off two people from Sliders after John Reese Davis now. <laughs> John Rhys Davis wasn't mad at me. He was disappointed. He, he was in dis- his own career. <laughs> he was disappointed at Sliders. You no, know, yeah, he, he loved Sliders. Yeah. He was just yeah, <sighs> yeah, Sliders. <laughs> and 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 uh, so I tweeted about this experience, and and I I added Jerry O'Connell because I thought it was funny, and Jerry O'Connell no response oh. for two years. What? And then about two years later, he quote tweeted that tweet what? saying, "Ha ha ha." So it was like that must have made your year. I guess, but I guess he was like, I don't know, searching his own name on Twitter. Must have done, and and and, and found it, and was like, that was funny. So now me and me and Jerry are cool. Yeah. Do you what, think? Is what I'm saying. Do you think it's like you remember in in the Simpsons when Ringo Starr was finally going through all the uh, fan mail he'd had since yeah. the 60s? Yeah. Jerry Connell was very much doing the same thing. I'm going to right, tw- reply to every single tweet that's ever single ever ever mentioned. <laughs> yeah. 
And or, even if I just say ha 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 for each one. Or, or, or at least the ones about sliders. Yeah. He's like, yeah. But me and Jerry, me and Jerry are cool now. Right. We'll, we'll get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. 